The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ron Schmelzer. And we thank many of you for listening to us, especially those of you who have provided feedback on the things you've enjoyed. And we got a lot of feedback about our one of our previous podcasts where we provided some insights from our education on trustworthy AI. And we definitely want to dig in deeper into that, in part because many of you, our listeners, are trying to put together AI projects either for yourself or for your clients. And our AI Today podcast really is focused on providing insights and expertise, whether it's from our research or from interviews that we have with AI thought leaders, uh, focused on uh, implementing AI from a best practices perspective and running AI projects the right way. And so we're going to continue providing uh, some of those insights from our education and, of course, uh, more of the interviews and other things that we do here on the AI Today podcast. So for today's podcast, we wanted to provide some excerpts on ethical AI concepts. Ethical AI is one of the five layers in our trustworthy AI framework. And we really wanted to spend some time digging into this idea of right versus wrong and also do no harm as it relates to the ethical AI layer. And now you're going to hear a few different excerpt clips from our training. Uh, we wanted to combine these together. We thought that it was the best way to present this material to you. So you'll hear it's from about three different clips. And we will be presenting Again, as I said, you know, ethical AI, this concept of right versus wrong and do no harm in these three clips that you will be listening as to. As we look for our AI systems to do more and more things that previously people have been doing or performing or maybe do things that people previously were not able to do, but expand the horizons of what we want our intelligent machines to do, we run into a number of pretty significant ethical AI concepts, and not just at the conceptual or philosophical level, but things that we may have to face in our daily existence, our daily lives, our daily interactions with other people, with organizations, with companies, with our governments, with all sorts of things. And while it might be interesting to think about these conceptually from a academic perspective, that's not the uh, the main concern here. The main concern is what do we do in our daily lives when these AI systems could pose some very significant threats to our well-being, our health, our safety, our emotional security, our financial ability, our ability to interact with each other, do transactions, live our lives, be safe, all those sorts of things. And in part, it's because, again, we're having machines do things that previously people were doing and do things in a way where maybe we don't have as much control over how those systems operate. So we have a number of really important questions that we have to answer at all these different levels of trustworthy AI, but specifically here at this ethical level, which is we want machines that comply with the most fundamental of our human values, right? Do no harm, keep people safe don't cause all sorts of strife or issues. We also don't want to make systems, we want to build systems that make whatever ethical problems we have worse, where we concentrate power, we eliminate the ability for humans to have authority or control over their own actions or those of others. And of course, you want to avoid any sort of physical and other forms of harm, not just 
harms to ourselves that could potentially injure or kill us, but also financial harm, emotional harm, all sorts of other harms. And we want to make sure that the systems that we build, even if we do have these ethical controls, don't have a way of you know, operating and growing in such a way that they get beyond our ability to control them, then it doesn't really matter what controls we put into place. These systems that grow beyond our ability to control them, our controls won't matter. So we have these various issues, some of which are pretty substantial and significant that don't really require academic researchers. Us as implementers, as folks trying to make AI systems work, we can think about these things today and how we can make sure that our systems don't do these things and also create the perception of trust so that organizations and people can actually have some sort of faith in the systems that we build to make AI actually do something useful for our organizations. And so part of it comes down to even well before computing and well before the development of the term artificial intelligence, this goes all the way back into science fiction. Science fiction writers do a pretty good job of thinking what could happen in the future with technology. At least that's the benefit of fiction is that you can fantasize and you can think about potential future worlds that may or not exist. Whereas, you know, here we have to exist in the real world. But the great thing about that is you could see other people who may have already thought this through, or at least in some parts. One very popular book is Isaac Asimov's iRobot book that talked about some of these fundamental laws of robots, you know, do not harm another uh, person through action or through inaction. Uh, you know, if an order requires you to do that, don't do that. And of course, you know, try to maintain uh, uh, follow the laws that the fundamental law of do no harm. And this idea of do not harm is the idea that we, in order to make our AI systems trustworthy and beneficial, that is for our benefit, for the benefit of the organization, for humanity, for all of us, we need to set up systems to ensure that these AI systems don't intentionally or unintentionally cause any sort of human harm. Of course, physical harm, injury or death, but also financial harm, cause people to lose their livelihoods, their money on sorts of stuff. Emotional harm, cause people to you know, have concerns over their own mental well-being or those of the people they love or people they work with. Societal harms, pitting people against people, isolating groups, doing all sorts of stuff. Environmental harm, causing uh, systems to run amok and really destroy our environment, or you know, mental harms, you know, causing us to to be depressed or anxious or any sorts of things like that. We can't really have AI systems that exacerbate or make those things happen. Similarly, we can't have AI systems that are misused or abused. Bad actors could do bad things. We don't want to facilitate that. We don't want to put so much power, the power of AI, especially some really powerful AI in the hands of people who don't have good intentions. That's another harm. We don't want to do that. Even AI systems that are under control, people can, can cause a lot of harms. And of course, we don't want AI systems that are beyond the ability for us as humans to control their actions. So in order to really have trustworthy AI at the fundamental level, at this highest level, at the societal level, we need to have ethical AI systems, not just from, as mentioned, a philosophical or conceptual perspective, but because if we don't, we can cause real harms to ourselves, to our organization, to society. And also, we will cause people to lose trust and faith in our systems, and then everything that we're doing is pretty much pointless. When we talk about building trustworthy AI systems, ethical AI, this idea of right versus wrong, plays a part in this. And AI ethics really is, you know, AI ethics is a set of values, principles, and techniques that employ widely accepted standards of right and wrong to guide moral conduct in the development and use of AI technologies. 
So as we're looking at ethical AI, we need to be looking at four main areas. So one, it's this idea of bad machines. So we don't want to be building machines that do harm to humans and the world that we live in. We don't want them to be threatening lives, threatening our freedom, also threatening human control. And we don't want them to be threatening dignity as well. Also, we don't want machines and these AI systems to be threatening our environment. And this is our physical environment around us. A lot of people don't take that into consideration as they're building AI systems. But if we want them to be trustworthy and ethically done, then we need to think about that as well. And also not in the best interests of humanity. Again, as we're building these systems, we really want to make sure that we don't have this concept of bad machines. We want them to be in the best interest of humanity. Also, we don't want bad people doing bad things. And this can include violating our laws, whether that's, you know, knowingly violating them or unintentionally violating them. We don't want to be doing that. We also absolutely don't want to be violating our trust because once you lose trust, it's incredibly difficult, if not impossible, to gain back. We also don't want to be violating our privacy or our lives as well. So again, make sure bad people aren't doing bad things with all of the these violations. And it's also important to not have bad practices. So we want to make sure as we're building these AI systems to make sure that they're trustworthy and ethical, that we don't do things like have a lack of safety or lack of accountability lack of a positive purpose. We want to be building these systems for a positive purpose, not for a malicious purpose. And also, we don't want to have a lack of care for workforce disruption. We always say that AI is not a job killer, but it can be a job category killer, especially as you are taking on these technologies. Maybe you are replacing certain tasks that people do, or maybe you're replacing you know, certain areas of people's jobs, they can feel incredibly scared, you know, that maybe this is going to take over their jobs. So we don't want to be building AI systems with this lack of care for workforce disruption and have major disruption. So don't have those bad practices. And then also bad visibility. You can have limited visibility into data and processes, and that is not helping to build trust and build trustworthy AI. Also, you you don't want to have limited disclosure. When possible, have as much as you can. Also, limited consent. Let people know that they're interacting with AI systems. Disclose that. Have them consent whenever possible. Also, limited visibility into algorithmic behavior. People don't feel comfortable if you know the algorithms make a decision. And then you have no idea how it came to that decision. It can't explain itself. You have limited visibility into that. And it's you say, well, sorry, that's just the way it is. That's definitely not a way to build trustworthy AI or ethical AI. And also limited, repeatable, consistent processes. So again, make sure that you have, you know, are being as transparent as you possibly can, because at the end of the day, we really want to make sure that we are building these AI systems that people can trust. As we said earlier, the ideas of ethics around AI and intelligent machines go way back, way back to science fiction days before the invention of the term artificial intelligence. And when people started thinking about, well, if these machines are intelligent, then they can do some things that may not necessarily be good. And so the idea from Isaac Asimov's book, which was iRobot, he said, you know, robots should do no harm. But 
I think we need to think about that a little more deeply because perhaps it was thought more in terms of physical harm, which is true. We don't want physical machines that may be imbued with some machine learning to injure us or kill us or cause some sort of physical harm. There are many instances of bots causing problems, you know, and the industrial robots being dangerous and we have to cage them off. And certainly we don't want that. But there are many other harms, especially for AI systems that are not physical, the software systems, the generative AI systems, and the AI systems we use for decision-making, and the AI systems we use for facial recognition, and all those sorts of things. There are still many harms that can happen there. Obviously, your freedom could be harmed if you are sent to prison, <laughs> or if a decision system has decided that you've done something you know, against the law and there's no recourse, you could have a bot that takes away your freedom. Of course, there's many forms of economic harm. You know, bots and perhaps intelligent machines may do things that damage your livelihood. Uh, perhaps, you know, issues with banking or financial services or even like jobs. There's issues with HR systems that are allocating hours and doing so in a way that's causing harm to people. And, you know, there's also all forms of emotional harm and mental harm. Uh, AI systems telling people to do things that are against their best interest and causing them all sorts of strife, or AI systems that are, you know, uh, antagonizing people, bullying people, trolling people, you know, causing all sorts of emotional and mental anguish. And of course, there's even environmental harm. That's AI systems that may cause systems to damage the environment, or even just the sheer fact of training AI systems, especially this big, large language models, has chews up a lot of power and a lot of energy, and there's some irresponsible use there. So from, from this idea of ethical AI, doing things in an ethical way, we have to basically find ways to, we can't guarantee that these harms will necessarily be no chance, but we have to find ways to minimize it or provide guardrails to prevent our systems from having these problems. And here we see all sorts of issues that are coming straight from the press. This is These are not fanciful, imaginary ideas. Tesla's autopilot, as you know, has all sorts of problems. You can't truly set and forget it and close your eyes and read a book while the Tesla is driving 70 miles an hour down a highway. You should probably keep an eye open and a hand close to that wheel because uh, Tesla autopilot is far from perfect. And there've been a number of deaths and crashes that have been implicated by the self-driving. And of course, we have many instances of AI systems uh, wrongfully uh, in, 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 you know, incriminating people or in interfering with their parole or other decisions and not getting it right. Uh, this is from the MIT Technology Review that AI is sending people to jail and getting it wrong. So you can read about that. And of course, there's even this financial harm where AI systems are being used to determine there are loan amounts and who should get the loan and who should be declined. And that could not be in your best favor. So when you're building your own ethical and responsible AI framework, you need to answer these questions. How are you going to ensure that if you have a physical system that you can ensure that there's no physical harm or at least reduce or eliminate the possibility of physical harm? Put in some guardrails. What guidelines and limits will you impose if your systems can be possibly used to give people a lack of control over their freedom or cause an economic impact or cause an emotional impact or a mental impact. What are you going to do to, if there's an adverse, you know, adverse recommendation or a decision-making that, that will go against somebody's financial or personal interests, will there be a second level of review? Will there be some way of keeping an eye on these systems? Will be there a way for people to contest or appeal these systems where there's a human in the loop, Right. And how are you going to make sure that the systems won't cause environmental harm, cause 
people or, or, or systems to make decisions that will destroy aspects of the environment or cause things to be done in a much more adver- a way that's really adverse to the environment. And of course, finally, a lot of this comes down to oversight. When there's a human in the loop, we have some ability to have control over the do no harm. So what sort of oversight and human in the loop will we have to make sure that we don't have or we can eliminate or mitigate these unintended consequences that can cause real harm. And I think that's where organizations get into trouble and that they put in these automated systems that use AI and there's no human in the loop and there's no recourse and people feel like something bad has happened to them and there's nothing that anybody will do or can do about it. And that's pretty bad. We hope that you enjoyed this excerpt from our Cognolytica training and certification. If you're looking to get in-depth training and certification on making your own AI systems trustworthy or providing trustworthy AI solutions to your customers, you should enroll in our trustworthy AI training and certification that provides a comprehensive framework for building trustworthy AI systems at all five levels of ethical, responsible, transparent, governed, and explainable AI, and also covers emerging laws and regulations around AI. To learn more and to sign up, you can go to cognolitica.com slash trustworthy. For those looking to combine trustworthy AI with the industry's leading best practice for AI project management, you should enroll in our CPMAI Plus E training and certification. This combines the CPMAI best practices methodologies for running and managing AI projects, as well as the comprehensive content from our trustworthy AI framework, to give you the industry's most comprehensive certification, the CPMAI Plus E certification. This will ensure your expertise in AI project management as well as trustworthy AI and let everybody else know that you have that as well. If you'd like to learn more and to sign up for CPMAI Plus E, you can go to cognolitica.com slash CPMAI. I'll make sure to link to both of those in the show notes as well. And with that, we always love to hear from our listeners. So if you're interested in reaching out, please do so. You can find us on LinkedIn. You can go to our website, cognolitica.com, or you can also rate us on your favorite podcast platform, whether that's uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify. We love to uh you know hear from our listeners so please do make sure to rate us and also subscribe to ai today if you haven't done so already with that thanks for listening and we'll catch you at the next episode like this episode and want to hear more with hundreds of episodes and over three million downloads check out more ai today podcasts at aitoday.live make sure to subscribe to ai today if you haven't already on apple podcasts spotify stitcher google amazon or your favorite podcast platform Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you, our listeners, to expand your knowledge, dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. Check it out at aitoday.live list. This sound recording and its contents are copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.